You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Man, what a stretch. What a stretch. We just got back, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes ago from San Francisco. Got everything set up here. And now we're live on a Saturday night to talk about the fact that the Kings were able to hang on and get a win on the road. Being the Bulls 123 to 115. Holy shit. What a range of emotions I felt tonight watching this one. How you doing, pal? Brooke says, beam me up. Yeah. Beam me I'm feeling, up. I'm feeling good. I, we needed to end yeah. this week. Like, cause it's like you said, it's a lot and we needed to end it on a win. I don't care how they got it. They got As it. they were, the bulls were chipping away. I'm just like, okay, this won't be the night. This will be the night. The King, they call a timeout. It's like cut to 20 and I'm like, it's all right. They'll go ahead and score here and get back on track. And like, oh no, no, no. It's. It's a game all of a sudden. It's a game. Deuce gets so weirded out when I'm like, oh, this is when they lose it. And he gets so many goes, yeah, with that attitude, with that energy. And one, I don't yell like that. But two, here's the thing with Morgan. Like, if I say anything like, oh, man, they can run away with this one here. Don't say it. Don't say it. You Why can't do say, you that. say that. But she's allowed to be like, well, this this is over. They're They're done. And it's like. I mean, no, they just need to score a basket. I think when the, the, it gets a little tighter yeah. is when I get a little more focused. Like, all right, what's the solution base? I make it. What? What's the solution and, and, base? Okay, coach. <laughs> Playoff juice comes out. And I'm just like, dude, just go relax. Or right? they need to get a bucket here. They don't need to. It's not going to all fall apart. Oh, and guess what? what? It did not totally fall apart. The Bulls cut a 30-point lead down to three. Oh, my God. Then De'Aaron Fox made some big plays in that three down the stretch, that tack, a oh couple God. of big free throws, and the Kings got 41 from D. Fox. And all of a sudden, with 
All the range of emotions Kings fans have felt this year with more expectations. You look at the standings, you're like, oh, they're 10 games above 500. But what's that mean? Do you see the Kings were not 10 games above 500 last season until February 26 when they were 35 and 25. They're 29 and 19. Wow. And I feel like they're starting to play some better basketball. They are. It's they haven't strung it all the way together yet, but okay. we're seeing glimpses. The fact that they got that big lead tonight is because they were playing some amazing basketball. So I don't know. I just you, you go out on the road for seven games. You're on the road for almost two weeks. Can you stop itching? Like what? I get it. You're itchy. Stop itching. Look you're at ma- my. I, I know, but like, it's, it's like, you need to be off for the show. It's distracting. That off. is so. When you when you're coughing, yeah. keep talking. Wow. wow. No, you should really do this to someone that has like a serious problem oh, and should probably take a prescription, but I don't want to take any prescriptions. Take a joke. If you're not going to take a prescription, take a joke. Then let me itch and just don't talk about it. No, it's just like you, you're making it worse. No shit, Sherlock, but it itches. Let's start the pod. Do some more. We're coming down three. Two, one. Hit my music. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Saturday night. After the Sacramento Kings road trip continued on this night, in Chicago on the second eye of a back-to-back against a Bulls team that have been resting since Wednesday. How are the Kings going to respond? Well, they got off to a quick start. In fact, they dropped 71 points in the first half. They expanded the lead to 30 in the third quarter. So an easy win for the Kings, right? Mm. You guys are Mm. funny. Of course not. Roller coaster. The Kings started missing tons of shots. They started throwing the ball all over the floor, and the Bulls... Chipped away. They got confident. They cut it to three, but the Kings were able to hang on down the stretch. Thanks in large part to De'Aaron Fox, who had a big night, 41 points on Baby Rain's birthday, who sat courtside in the Sacramento Kings. Escape with a win at the United Center, 123 to 115. All of a sudden, there's six games in this road trip, and they are five and one on this trip. It should be noted. This is the most wins they've ever had on a seven-game road trip in franchise history. And they are a season best. Ten games above 500. They did not reach that mark until late February of last year. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends are at Northwest Exteriors. Check out TrustNorthwest.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing? Oh, how you doing, Mo? That's what I was waiting for. I am great. I'm great. I'm great. Feeling good. Feeling good. I love, I, you guys, I said this, did I, I don't know if I said this last night because it was Friday night. I love weekend hoops. There's just something about it. And again, days don't matter in the NBA. A Monday, a Friday, it's like, they're all the same. There's no, you don't get weekends off when you're doing NBA stuff. Yeah. But there's just a different type of vibe that I always feel on a Friday or Saturday night game. And I know it's not even like this was at home at Golden One Center. But I love that we get to talk about a win on a Saturday night. 
But how are you feeling about the win after what I just detailed in the summary? They were up 30 points in the third quarter. It looked like it was going to be on cruise control. They come out of the second half uh-huh. and hit three straight threes. Herder, Fox, and Monk, I believe. Ooh. And all of a sudden, they're up 82-52. Um, and then it went down to three. Yeah. Where were your emotions at throughout the night? I wasn't okay. Yeah. I mean, I definitely wasn't okay. Let's let's start let's start from the emotion of where I was. Wasn't okay, was thinking bad things to got the win. Ugh, out of breath, out of breath, doing the post-game show. Um, just some epiphanies, epiphanies. Drove back to Sacramento. Now I'm here with a glass of wine on a Saturday night, and I'm like, oh, the Kings got the W, and I feel great. I feel great. Now, not to say that there's not a lot of things to break down in this one. Again, that's the most interesting thing that this Kings team keeps doing in these wins. They don't allow us to, like, talk about the good at the end of the game. We're always having to be like, well, this was all good. But, man, the, all the stuff that, that breaks down at the end, it's like you feel that at the end. But my point is what happened in the beginning of this game and creating a 30-point lead and really good basketball and really good things happening allowed them to have the amount of screw-ups that they got to have to still somehow finish out this game the right way. They led 71-52 at the half. They were doing some incredible th- incredible things. The ball movement was great. I thought the biggest thing tonight is they came out and pushed yes. and pushed oh. De'Aaron Goff to an amazing start in this game. Pace. And I just love the pace. And then defensively, I felt like they were flying everywhere in that first were. half. I mean, they the rotations were. were perfect. The on-ball defense was good. If they got beat, their man was there to help. And the help helped the helper. And the helper helped the help. It was perfect by the Sacramento Kings. Deuce, and let's just even start there with the good, and especially in that first half, and how beautiful the defense was looking. You and I were talking about it while watching it in the studio going, man, Mike Brown is going to have so – he's going to be so proud of this defense. He's going to be so happy with – what he's getting out these guys. Now, I get it. It's not easy to do all four quarters at the half. Deuce's key to the second half was give me 48 minutes. Can you continue this consistent, great basketball for 48 minutes? And you know what the Kings said? They said, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we can't. No, no. Why would we do that? Let's make you let's make you sweat a little bit. But truly, when you look back at that defense and you talk about the way it was rotating, it wasn't just like the Bulls were screwing up. It was the Kings defense that was doing such a great job of screwing up what the Bulls wanted to achieve, what they wanted to accomplish. And then on top of that, what it led to was the Kings even playing better within their offense. And when I say that, it's because they were able to push the pace, have a fat, like they didn't have to set up in the half court as much. They just went down into the paint in transition. Beautiful vision, beautiful passes. When this team comes out pushing the pace like that, and in addition to that, they're flying around defensively, getting stops and getting out. It's nasty. And then the shot making was outstanding in that first half too. So it was just an amazing combination where I thought Fox set the tone with the starters. And then you went to the bench and Malik and Trey Lyles were just money coming in, yes. knocking down shot after shot. And so Malik Monk all of a sudden with back-to-back really strong games after a rough January for him. And 
I don't think it's a mistake that, like, look, when Malik plays well, the Kings are a pretty dangerous team. And why were they up and down in January? Well, one of the reasons, he was up and down in January, and so was De'Aaron Fox. Now, all of a sudden, I've said all of a sudden four times. I love it. But anyway, (laughs) I've been doing a lot of talking the last couple of days, okay? A couple of turnovers. I just noticed one of my crutches. I acknowledge it. We move on. Was that a crutch that you're... I did a crutch. Like, I have a crutch on. Yeah. Okay. A crutch on? Yeah. We're using a crutch. A crutch on. Okay. Yeah, a crutch on. Got it. Anyway, um, so De'Aaron has 41 points in the game, which was great. Mm -hmm. And then Malik tonight finishes with 22 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. He played just under 34 minutes, 7 of 14 shooting, Mm. 6 of 7 at the free throw line, and it was 2 of 4 from downtown. But, yes, that's what's so frustrating about this team because you saw... Almost like a perfect first half from them, right? The pace, shooting, offense, defense, the perfect combination. And then the second half, they went, yeah, we're just, we're done. We're done with that. We're going to go ahead and not play with pace. We're going to do a lot of iso ball. We're going to play into the bull's hand a little bit. And, oh, we're going to start turning the ball over. Well, and it's so strange, too, because they came out in the second half killing it. Yeah. Looking good, knocking down their shots, just went on a big run. They started the third on a 9-0 run. Confidence was looking high. And I don't know why it is at times that they do this thing where they slow it down or they, they go back and ISO. Just because they slow it down doesn't mean that the clock is going to run out faster. You got to make sure that you are still running just as fast as as you know, what got you there, the pace that got you there to to give you that lead, to help you get that lead, you got to continue that. And I think sometimes it's a complete mind F, right? Like it just screws with them when they have that lead. And that doesn't just happen to the Kings. That happens to a lot of people in different sports as well. But you can see with the Kings, why this experience every time of having leads and now instead of losing the game, finding a way to finish out the game, close it out and get the W is so very important. In that experience, it's getting better and better, whether you believe it or not, losing a 30-point lead or whatever. But I feel like that is so, so much more common in the NBA, if you watch a lot of NBA basketball, you're seeing that you're against seeing so big many different leads. teams. You are, sure. Juice. 30's a little different of a story, in my opinion. I don't know what that means in the in 2024. Is 30 the new 25, and 25 is the new 20, and 20-point 20 lead is new 15? I don't know. You know, I had that 30 for a minute where it's like just subtract 5, right? It be, because 20-point leads nowadays, it's a joke. I mean couple of missed shots, turnovers, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's down to 12. You know, it's it evaporates fast. Yep. Um, but it's still a big lead, and, like, that's kind of the next progress I want to see from this team is, like, that. hey, you're up 30. Th- any team that has pride, any team that has a competitive fire is going to try to chip away a little bit. You're going to make mistakes. Yes. That's fine. But your mistake can't go from 30 to 3. It can go 30 to like 18. That's but where then you, you want to come it to go. Out, you need to come back and get it to 25, and then we chill in the fourth Even quarter. if it goes 30 to 10, but then you find that way to really be like, no, you have 
you are in control yeah. when it's you, 10 to 15, whatever. I know these numbers sound kind of funny of like what our standards are and what we want, but truly you've seen what in control with a 10 point lead is compared to, um, seen teams not in control with a 20 point lead. So yes, for the Sacramento Kings, the next step is to really learn from these different experiences with having these leads and going, okay, this is what we need to do. Oh, and this is what we need to do to close out games the right way. Yeah, it's crazy looking at the final numbers. The Kings, I thought, did a great job getting in the paint, scoring in the paint on the Bulls in the first half. Mm. The Bulls allow the fewest points in the paint in the league. And at halftime, I think the Kings had 34 points in the paint. I'm like, dude, they only allow 44. Yeah. Well, the Kings only scored 16 points in the paint in the second half. So life became a little more challenging. And I thought the Kings defense got beat a lot. Now, part of it too is like, you go, hey, give the Bulls credit. They kept fighting. But I I thought the Kings offense let them down a lot too. When you start turning the ball over, you're you're screwed. You put yourself in a really tough position as a defense. And all of a sudden, they've got confidence. Can you keep track of all of a sudden now? I'm, I'm up to like six. I've did said, you just say all yeah, of a sudden? Yeah, I did. Again? I did. Yeah, I, hold on. Thank you. Please. Oh, just, yeah. I'll do six tally marks. My God. How about if you reach, if you reach nine, I get to slap no. you? Oh. How about if I reach one more, you can give me a little slap? Yes! But anyway. Um, so all of a sudden. <laughs> you just give a team a little more confidence. The crowd starts getting into it. They wake up. It's a fragile thing because the Bulls were on the brink, right? Like, you're you're down 30 in the third. A couple more buckets. You might fold up shop. Mm-hmm. Mentally, we're just going, mm-hmm. all right. It's, there's five minutes left. We're down 35. But when you can look at the end of the third and the Bulls could look at the end of the third quarter and go, we just went on a 27-9 to run. It's a 10-point game. 10-point game? You're in it with 12 minutes to go. So the Kings obviously have some things to clean up. But like you said, Morgan, you can't you can't ignore the fact that they were able to build a 30-point lead by playing the right way. So how do you manufacture kind of that for a longer period of time, I and, guess, is the question. And I think that's what's so interesting about anybody going on and having an instant reaction after a game like this because... For us, going into the post game, it was, I'm taking a deep breath going into a conversation that we are going to talk to, where we're going to interview De'Aaron Fox courtside after yeah. he has a big 41-point game. But I'm feeling all these different motions of good basketball to bad basketball. But hey, you got the W. Yeah, De'Aaron had 41 points. 14 of those came in the fourth quarter. We did talk to him uh, post-game, and if you didn't hear that conversation, here's how it went down. And my goodness, De'Aaron. Okay, that was a lot of good basketball happening on early in this one, and then we saw what happened there in the second half. How did you guys end up pulling this one out? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we even even coming out of halftime, when we, we started it on a, on a 9-0 run. We went up 28, and then... We kind of fell apart from right there. Uh, I mean, we have to be better in that instant. Obviously, when you go up like that, a team uh, becomes desperate. They play harder. And, uh, I mean, this team gets a lot of deflections. Uh, when someone like Caruso is around the ball, you have to you have to know where he is. And, and they made a run. But we were able to finish this game out just being able to get stops and, and making our free throws today. 
Well, yeah, it was a roller coaster ride. You guys about killed me in here, De'Aaron. Uh, 41 points for you tonight, though. Uh, it feels like even defensively, you're just super locked in right now. I believe that's 11 steals the last two games. What's working well for you right now? Uh, I mean, just trying to stay locked in as long as possible. Obviously, we always talk about uh, what we're doing on the defensive end. And there are, there are stretches where we look like an elite defensive team, and there are stretches where we look like a bottom five defensive team. So yes. uh, for me, it's, it's just try to, try to stay locked in for as long as possible. Uh, obviously, it's a 48-minute game. However long you're out there, try to stay locked in. And uh, for me, obviously, I talked about it before, especially when I'm struggling offensively, just trying to try to find different ways to affect the game. And if I'm able to get deflections, get steals, get my team uh, more opportunities, uh, that's what I do. Rain sitting courtside on his birthday. Dad scoring 41 <laughs> points. Did you feel some extra motivation there? Uh, definitely. Just being on the road, being able to see my family here. Um, the tickets were free for us. I did not pay for them. I, I, we, know that we, we know the person who owns the seat, so we didn't pay for them. Wow. Uh, but it was, definitely, it was definitely a great gift uh, for Rain, for sure. All right, De'Aaron. Well, excited for you. <laughs> excited for the family. Go enjoy the win and finish off this road trip and, strong. And stop trying to kill us yep. Kings fans, man. Uh, <laughs> man, man, hey. JaVale, JaVale be on us, man. We, we, we definitely have to be better. We definitely have to be better. You Appreciate got you, De'Aaron. Thanks, De'Aaron. All right, thank you all. There's our chat with De'Aaron Fox after the game. Um, what? Just you. Oh, I. you know, I, my approach with I this, if anyone cares about this, but I'm like, you know what? You just have to, you don't have to do your your typical interview after the game where it's like, so tell us about blah, 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 you know, super serious. I look up to what they do on inside the NBA and I see how loose they are. It's like, just be yourself. I'm feeling that way. You guys almost lost the lead. We're going to tap into that a little bit. It's my also, one regret, what? my one regret. I, I, I forgot to ask him about the All-Star game. And part of it is I think I already moved on from it. Mm -hmm. But I should have been like, hey, you really don't care? Or something like but that. It wasn't, That's my bad. But, but guess what? We were in the moment of what just happened. Yes, It's true. not even like we got a, 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 a beat and go, oh my gosh, let's make sure we ask about that as well. But also you talk about, you know, wanting to... to just approach it very genuine in yourself. That's it's easy to when someone like De'Aaron knows you and knows your intentions too. When you're like, oh my God, you guys are killing me in here. You're not like weird sports guy I'm going not like mad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So no, it is, and it's so cool that he was able to, you know, feel that way. A uh, few things from that interview too. I love that it's a very humble thing being like, we did not pay for those courtside tickets, just making sure everyone knew. And it's like, wouldn't carry the way Honestly, you guys are loaded. I just figured like, Hey, you make millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. You probably have a way to get it. That's um, one. But two, the Javel McGee thing at the end that he had to say about like, you know, Javel getting on us about, um, just when we are struggling and going through these moments and we just got to make sure we are finishing off games the right way. We've talked about that before. JaVale McGee may come on the floor and make some really bad mistakes that like time. Like he did tonight. Like yeah. he did tonight and not add enough when he's on the floor. But something you hear behind the scenes all the time with JaVale is, you know, his veteran leadership, his championship uh, resume and gold medal, you know, Team USA, all these different things that you think about that are very important to a team like the Sacramento Kings. Well, you mentioned that, and this is from a couple of games ago. I believe it was after the Memphis game when they got the win. And man, maybe it was, it, it, I, I, you know what? I don't know exactly what game okay. it was. It was a recent game where they, they should have stomped 
you know, on the opponent late. And I just, it, it kind of goes with tonight's game. Here's what JaVale McGee told G-Man after the game. Good teams respond by getting the win. Great teams respond by blowing teams that don't have their stars out immediately. And uh, resting the stars and then that fourth quarter is, is, is the third string guys going out there. Um, but we still got a lot to go until we become a great team. But we are playing great basketball as of now. I believe on this road trip we're 3-0. and Yep. Uh, we got four in a row as of now also. So as, as long as we stay focused, uh, keep getting stacking these wins, um, we will become a great team. Mm. So that was JaVale McGee after they beat Memphis. So that was right. And his point is like, no, good teams find a way to win. Yeah. We found a way to win tonight when that team was down 11. Great teams. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. And, and look. Let the other guys play. Yep. And this is another example of that tonight. Not so much that the Bulls were super shorthanded. Of course, Levine's been out. That's another thing. He's out four to six months after needing surgery here. But you're up 30. You need to find a way to get it done. But I thought that was interesting that Fox brought that up. JaVale's been getting on them a bit about that. Yeah. The other thing that we should talk about with De'Aaron Fox, we can talk about his 41 points for sure. We will get to that. I just think defensively this mm. year is the growth we have seen from him has been outstanding. He's near the top of the NBA in both steals and deflections. Last night, he had 11 deflections. I try to put that in context for people. SGA is number one in the league coming in tonight in deflections at 3.6 per game. De'Aaron had 11 in a game. He is coming into tonight tied for second in deflections in the wow. league with Alex Caruso. Ooh. Last night, he had a career-high six steals. He followed it up tonight with five. In the last two games, do the math, 11 steals for De'Aaron Fox. Steals is not always a great indicator of some great defense, but he is putting tremendous on-ball pressure. He's playing the gaps well. I love how physical he plays defensively. If he has to defend a bigger guy, he's ready for the challenge. De'Aaron has been fantastic defensively. He's taken a jump this year. What's jumped out to you about the steps he has taken defensively? His timing and understanding of who he's guarding. If he wants to poke the ball away, if he wants to make sure he's using his chest and bodying up somebody, if the, if it's you know a, a, a different size guy, depending on what position they're playing, whatever it is. Understanding, too, that he can use his wingspan to his advantage because he's also super quick with his hands and he's super quick with his feet. But you think about the way that he can use his arms and time out where he needs to be in a passing lane to get a steal from far away or just getting his hands up, taking away the vision of a point guard, um, but making them think twice when they put the ball on the floor because he's so handsy, so active. You're seeing him get up and guys on a whole different level. And it's so under control. And when he's pissed off, oh my God, do I love the way that he gets up and guys. And when he's feeling it after making a deep three, oh my God, do I love the way that he gets up and guys. It has been so fun watching the way that he plays defense, but I think his defense has also encouraged others to take a leap on that end of the floor. And the Kings still have a ways to go defensively as a team. We saw the best version of the Kings in the first half and Maybe the worst version in the second half of that game. I was looking today before the game. I'm like, hey, what's what's you know defensive rating, right? There's, they came into tonight around 17, I believe. Last year, they were 24. Offenses have gotten way better this year, too. But last year, there was a dramatic split on their defense at home mm -hmm. versus their defense on the road. Coming into tonight. Yeah. 
let's go back to last year. Last year at home, they were 29th out of 30th in defensive rating. At home. At home. At home. Jeez. On the road, 8th. Okay. So 29th at home, 8th on the road. This year, 26th in defensive rating at home. On the road, 8th again. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I, I remember I asked Monty McNair, the Kings GM, at Media Day. I was asking him about that like discrepancy. Yeah. Like, what? What is that? Like, you showed flashes, and he kind of brushed it aside as like it. He didn't really put much stock into he said, it. Don't act like you know analytics. <laughs> I know. You creep. I know. Well, guess what? Guess what, Monty? Guess what, nerd? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll give you some numbers. They're doing it again this year. It's interesting. It it, is. This is not just a one season thing. It looks like they play better defense at times on the road. How do you explain it? I've tried to get people to explain it to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is really a legit explanation besides uh, theories of, okay, maybe this team, because they're on the road, they're not, they don't have the home crowd behind them. They don't have the same juice. They have to kind of manufacture their own energy and a way to do that is to play defense, get out on the go, and shut up a crowd. I, I don't know, but it, it is kind of a dramatic difference we're seeing two years in a row, and that's consistent. Eighth on the road in defense and in the bottom half yeah. near last in the NBA at home. Yeah, it's it. no one has the answer or the explanation yeah. behind it. And that's okay too. I feel like that sometimes when you get a lot of data and analytics it means and numbers thrown at you, it's like, what does that mean? And just because you can't put your finger on it doesn't mean that there isn't something yeah, else yeah. to it. Now there could be nothing else to it, but I think with this, now that you're seeing it happen back to back years, it is pretty interesting. So yeah, for the Sacramento Kings, the way that they lock in, play defense together, and it really does start with someone like De'Aaron Fox getting up and guys mm-hmm. like the way he has been. I, I feel like they do have better defensive moments this year than they did last year though. Do you agree with that? Yes, but I also feel like they've had worse defensive moments and like lapses than they've had like last year it felt it felt more like it would be something of a miscommunication or just not understanding the geometry of the floor and being in the right spot where this year even if it is those things it feels more like a mental lapse where like they're not engaged and they're not thinking about it where last year it was they wanted to be there. They understood they need to be there, but they were learning to get there. This year, it feels like sometimes it's like, I'm just out there. Well, what am I doing? Uh, there's just too many of those lapses. Yep. My description. Let's talk about De'Aaron's offense tonight. 41 points for him. He did on 13 of 24 shooting. He's 5 of 11 from downtown in this game. 10 of 12 at the free throw line. I want to pull up his shot chart in this game, too, just to kind of see what the balance was. So, De'Aaron tonight, if you pull up his shot chart mm-hmm. like I just mm-hmm. did, it's on the screen. He was 7 of 11 in the paint. 14 of his points came in the paint. 8 of 13 from two-point range. 5 of 11 from beyond the arc. He was 10 of 12 at the line to give him those 41 points. Pretty good balance from De'Aaron. Getting to the rim, getting the mid-range, and then knocking down some threes. I love it. I love it. I, I thought, I mean, what did he end up finishing from three? He ended up finishing... 5 of 11. I've said it three times in the last two minutes. Well, say it one more time and I'll slap you. <laughs> Just kidding. 5 of 11. And I 
I know for some, it's there's still mm-hmm. moments where you're like, why do you take that one or whatever? Tonight, it felt very much in rhythm, in the flow of the game. It felt with, uh, with a lot of confidence. Even he he knocked one down, I believe, on Caruso toward the end of the game and then came down, tried hitting another one where I didn't love the idea of him taking the shot, but he was feeling the momentum of the last shot. And sometimes you just got to try it. You got to do what feels good, do what feels right. And then once you try it out and it doesn't work, go back to what always works. And what always works for De'Aaron Fox is him attacking. And him attacking tonight, especially toward the end of the game when the team needed him most, it was just absolutely beautiful, especially in the mid-range or floater or in the paint. I mean, it was just in that area. I was quickly looking at the schedule to look at the last 10 games because I feel like in the last 10 games, we feel like the Kings are playing better basketball. Of course, they're 5-1 and one on this road trip. But if you, go back to games. 10 ga- if you go back to 10 games, that includes the Milwaukee overtime loss, the Suns loss, the loss at home to the Pacers, then the win over the Hawks, Warriors, Dallas, Memphis, loss to Miami. Wow. So all of a sudden they have won six of their last seven. Um, anyway, I want to go back to, and look at their stats, defensive rating, offensive rating in the last 10 games because okay. we, we, we feel like it looks better, right? So where does it kind of stack up in this 10-game span where they're playing better basketball? In the last 10 games, Morgan, the Kings are ninth in offensive rating at 118.8. For context... That's where they were about last season, 118-ish. That was the best offensive rating in NBA history last year. The difference is this year, all these other teams are crazy offensively. Taking a mad leap, yes. So they are ninth in that stretch. Defensive rating during that stretch, 15th. Okay. Oh, so middle of the pack defensively. And ninth offensively in the last 10 games. I'll and the record during that span, 6-4. and four, And many would argue it should be 8-2. and two. If you just close out Milwaukee and Phoenix. Yeah. Insane. No, it really insane. And especially and the reason why I think when we talk about Milwaukee and Phoenix, because I know some people are like, Well, can't you say that about any game? It's no, it's the way yep. that they played almost those entire freaking games. And yes, the way that they couldn't close them out just showed experience, star players versus uh, a team that is still trying to figure it out when they face adversity. So it feels like they're starting to figure it out, though, when they even face adversity and things go bad against some of these teams that they should be beating. If they're doing what they need to do, celebrate it. Be excited. Even if it's not the prettiest thing in the world, there's still a lot of pretty things to celebrate. So we mentioned Fox with 41 points tonight. Demonis Sabonis did not have like a monster scoring night at all. He had 13 points, but he also secured his 31st consecutive double-double. Just crazy. I mean, his streak is starting to push some pretty amazing streaks. I think we showed a graphic on TV. The next up, he's two away from uh, tying Dwight Howard after yep. that to Westbrook, KG, and then Kevin Love had a streak of like 56 games or something, yeah. which is crazy. But Sabonis at 31 consecutive double-doubles this year, and he recorded his 14th triple-double of the season. F- 13 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists, Morgan. He did have six turnovers tonight. 
I mean, that's and that is happening a lot for him. Some of the offensive fouls, illegal screens, illegal screens. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that would be the only place where I'd be like, "Oh man, I wish he could clean that up." It's not easy it, when you got yeah, those but guard, that shouldn't be six. You're right. It, sh- it it no, and it shouldn't be six. It's like how can you make that even four? Like where where can we find yeah. a place to just like keep knocking those turnovers down? Um, but I think he's also been doing oh. That one turnover when he did the behind the back to Davion Mitchell, and then it ended up going oh, out my on Davion Mitchell, but they called it King's Ball. Billy Donovan finally, finally challenges it. Okay, okay. Talk about N- it. NBA, NBA. We got to clean this up. And I'm not just saying it because it was a Bulls thing. I, I'm saying this in general. I, there, you When challenges first happened, it was like, you need to challenge it. Like, challenge it. We yes got to clean no? These officials now are dragging a little bit. They're like, yeah, are you thinking about it? Uh, they're like slow motion. They all I start acting like sloths. But and the they Kings go, were also- do you want to sub someone <laughs> in? And there was substitution. Yeah, I think I do. Harrison Barnes. They give them an hour. And by that, they're running 17 different angles on the big screen. The coach and the crowd's like, yeah, challenge it. And then they challenge it. It's like, no, the whole point of this is you notice it's obvious. You challenge it. We review it. We decide to overturn it. We don't. You keep the game moving. Instead, you delay the game too much to allow these coaches to get 18 different looks. Yeah. Then you got to go review it. it. It takes too long. But you're right. Yeah. Going back to the turnover, that I'm like, that turnover. love you, man. I love you, man. The behind the back pass in that situation made zero sense. Because what is also Davion Mitchell going to do no. in the low post? Right. Like it was in and it was again, I I love his passing ability. I, I love, do too. I love Not when, in he, that situation. when he is beyond the arc and seeing Kevin Herter backdoor cut and just like is nonchalant, just like da-da-da, bounce pass to Kevin Herter for an easy two. Love those assists. I don't question it for a second. But that one, it was just like those moments and adding up to your six turnovers. It's like, hey, just. Yeah, and it felt like a big one, too. It's it, like, it, it it's, it's kind of a momentum shifter as they already kind of had some momentum. You're like, oh, no, you're giving them more oh, at this no. moment? Yeah. So, anyway, it was it's something that I would love to see from Domas. And, again, we're talking about someone who ended up with a triple-double tonight was showing some amazing dominance early on in the game, but I felt like him along with everyone else, the defense shifted in that second half and Domas wasn't felt as much as he was. His presence was really felt in that first half, second half. I needed to, to really have him in there more. And I think Vucevic also did a good job of stretching the floor a little bit more, taking Domas out. Yeah. Vucevic is, he hit a couple of jumpers. He ended up being one of four from three, but 24 points for him. He had 12 rebounds. And really quick, too, before you get to anything else, just because you're on the Bulls, um, Alex Caruso, a stat I saw. I thought you said Vucevic was stretching the floor. Is that? I did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mean to jump around. Okay. No, no, you didn't jump around at all just because you you, you went to Vucevic and I want to finish. Alex Caruso going into this game, 23 blocks in 2024, okay? He had two more tonight. So he's 25 blocks in 2024. Just incredible activity. A lot of Kings fans in the chat, a lot of Kings fans on social media going, man, that Caruso guy would be great with Sacramento. Um, Yeah, you mentioned that tonight. He filled up the stat sheet. Seven points, six assists, five rebounds, three steals, two blocks. 
And then De'Aaron giving him credit when we were talking to him as well. Yeah. I mean, he's a deflections king. Mm. He was on the all-defensive team last year. I, I don't know what the Bulls are trying to do as a team. You know, it, 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 they wanted to move Levine. They couldn't move Levine. And then it comes out today that he's elected to have surgery on his foot. He's going to be out four to six months. Well, no one's trading for Zach Levine. They're stuck with him. And they're going to have to deal with that. They're going to have to deal with the fact that He's been hurt. He makes 40-plus million. It's going to go up to 48 in the 26-27 season when he's got a player option. I think they're probably stuck with it unless someone like Detroit wants to take a chance on him to see if they can, you know, but he's 29 years old too. You know, you feel for him. But, you know, like DeRozan is an expiring deal. Uh Caruso is on a team-friendly deal making like $9 million a year. If he's truly available, what kind of market does he have? Because I'll tell you what, you go, oh, he'd be perfect on the Kings. The guy would be perfect on any playoff team. Yeah. Because even if he's 6'4", whatever he's listed at, he, gets he just after plays it. bigger, right? You yep. can, he can switch. He's like the ultimate middle linebacker out there. Great help defender. As Morgan mentioned, the blocks. Mm. Deflections king. He's tough. The one knock on him, and you saw it tonight, health. right, is health. is And he's been relatively healthy this year. But what did he do? What did he do at the end of this game? You know, you saw it with him holding his, um, whether it was his thigh or whatever it was, and then he tried, like, looping around De'Aaron Fox at the end of the game, and he's, like, holding his leg, barely making it through, and I'm just like, I even turned to you, and I said, that's why. That's the only reason why. So, yeah. Comment of the night nominee from Kyle. Ten games over 500 for the Kings. Imagine if we had some all-stars on our team. Good point. The Kings are 10 games above 500 without All-Stars. It's one of the most inspiring stories, maybe, of the NBA season that a team of just a bunch of... I mean, this is just kind of ragtag group of guys together without any star power. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't even know where they got some of these guys. Yeah. They're not. They're doing it. Fifth in the West, 10 games above 500 without All-Stars. These other teams have them. There's teams behind them. Hey, Dallas has an all-star. How'd they do tonight? You know? Oh, oh hey, hey, Steph, you scored 62 points. How'd that go? You lost to the Hawks. In overtime. In overtime. Just love shoving that one in their Just face. Kidding. Something else, though, with them, really quick, with them being snubs, I was talking about this with someone tonight. I was saying, you know... If anyone's into movies, like if or just how about pop culture? Yeah. You saw the whole like, oh my God, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig were snubbed from an Oscar, even though Barbie was like the highest grossing movie of all time, whatever. And there was more chatter about them being snubbed yeah. as Oscar nominees, right? And with this and Domas and De'Aaron Fox being all star snubs this year, I love that this conversation around them has led to more and more people being like, no, they are snubs. You're right. More national people being like, yeah, I could see De'Aaron being in there, even though I'm like, Did you, have you also seen what Domas right. is doing? And they're like, I don't care. De'Aaron, he'd be fun for the All-Star game. And I'm like, sure. Either way, I love the conversation around it, whether it's unfair or not. I'm glad that it's creating more of a buzz. For those who don't know, we hosted pre and post game on the Kings broadcast the last four games, the last two of which this back-to-back, the Warriors run a back-to-back. The studios are at 
in San Francisco. So like the Warriors broadcast is happening the same time as the Kings one. So walking around the office, you see the Warriors guys like Bonte Hill. Love. Um, Festus Azili, mm-hmm. local product who played in the league. Amazing. And then the Hall of Famer Chris Mould was there. Oh. Morgan was talking to me about running into him. In the break last room. Last night. And so tonight I actually went into their studio at one point and I see and Chris Mullins in there. I'm like, man, did someone really did someone really say that Sabonis is like Troy Murphy? And I don't know Chris Mullen. I mean, at all. And <laughs> Wait, I was just really? talking. I'm, no, I'm I mean, I've interviewed him on the, when he was with yeah. Sacramento's for an He doesn't remember me at all. It's fine. So That's we don't hilarious. we have no rapport. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking at me like, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, yeah, I heard you say that. I heard about you saying that. And he goes, oh, man. And he started, like, criticizing Sabonis. He goes, honest. He goes, you know, the comparison's probably more like David Lee. And I went. <laughs> and then I'm getting in a debate with Chris Mullen about the, him as a defender and what he can yeah. do versus what he can't do. But just know, I went at Chris Mullen today about his <laughs> weird Sabonis take. I was cussing out Molly, Festus, and Bonte in the break room the other night. I was like, what are you guys? Oh. I'm like literally calling them out. I'm like, do, I'm calling out a Hall of Famer. I said, do you even watch basketball? I walked to the bathroom tonight and I, I saw the Warriors score. I'm like, oh I go, God. Bonte, Steph's got to score 50 to even have a chance against the Hawks? We just oh, now. Oh, imagine. Because the NBC studios for away games that we have to go to yeah. are in San Francisco. A lot, a lot of Warriors fans. Oh, I was talking shit on the way and out like, tonight. I am, and what I what I love about some, like when they're they're rational fans, like you can have a real basketball conversation. But then there's so many in there that are like full blown Warriors fans, where if you tell them something, they take offense or they don't believe yeah, you. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, no, you guys, I I watch the league every night. Like, what do you well, just watch your one team? That's why I push back on Mullen tonight. Even when he said David Lee, I'm like, I you know, David Lee, I actually liked him as a player. I think he made an all-star or two, maybe, but I'm like, Sabonis is an all NBA guy, multi-time all-star, one of the best players on the Kings. And like, look, the numbers, the wins. Like, are we really debating this? But dude, Sabonis has a rap around the league. Like, yep. I don't think players like him much. Nope. And I think part of my take on it is I think players get annoyed going up against him. He elbows, elbow, elbow, dude, elbow. When he when he's trying to clear out space, yep. he kind of hooks totally. with that elbow a little By bit. By the way, he plays physical. He's just kind of He's probably not fun to play against. I have zero justification for yeah. the elbow wrap, create your space. But I, I go, I just look at so many guards that find a way to create their space with a little off arm or a little bit of whatever thing that they try to do that would be deemed an offensive foul. And my whole point to this is good for everybody. It's, it's a soft ass league, man. They don't like a little physicality. That's what I'm, bonus but, plays tough. And these, these people saying. cry about some players don't like them. And I mean, I, and I say that because of the voting for the all-star, the player that's vote, it. like Sabonis so was ranked down by the players. I'm like, There's so. so many times where like, I'm like this guy, this player on this other team is creating the spate off arm, off arm. But guess what? If you're getting away with it, you found uh, something that's worked for you and refs aren't seeing it, keep going. He's my type of guy. He plays hard. Some people don't like the people who play hard all the time. 
Well, you know I, no, yeah. it's true. You know the guys that are just nonstop. Well, like, in a pickup game, I always hate those people. You hate me then. I know. No. I know one I way. Know. I know one way. I play hard. So. Oh my god! I'm like, stop playing defense on me. Like we're in a pickup game. Let me shoot a three. So that was fun tonight. Yeah. To, to talk some shit. That's I, I walked out of the studio tonight after the win, and I go. There, I don't even know some of these people because I'm never at the office. I don't work there all the time. And so I walk through it. I go, imagine scoring 60 plus in a game and losing. You're such a dick. Where I'm not, a lot I'm of not Warriors there fans to talk shit. Building. Oh, I am. Because they talk. But they I don't talk. care. Let them talk. I, that. Oh, one more thing. Because you turned this on on the way back to Sacramento. You turned on some like. Warriors chat where this guy is just cussing, <laughs> flipping out, calling Steve Kerr all these different names, yeah, all yeah. these different Jim things. Jim Park. So my point is though, when I heard that, I go, if the Kings ever start winning multiple things or getting really good, I am never going to lose my perspective. So you can go somewhere if you're out there and you want to go and have some certain standard and perspective and, and you have a championship coach, but you're mad that they're not doing what they need to do this year. I'm just letting you know right now, I am staying rational. I am never, ever going to be doing that. It's so cringe and weird. We've got a lot more to talk about. Um, I want to talk more about perspective, too, because of where the Kings are at at this point. Before we get there, we got to acknowledge a bench, back-to-back nights where it was a little different of a bench unit tonight. I was a little disappointed Kessler Edwards didn't get more of a run tonight. You know, I just thought, like, I thought Kessler played really well in that game last night. He did. And he deserves some additional run because of how he Went out there and played his ass off. But he only played like six seconds tonight. The Kings off the bench played Malik Monk. Davion Mitchell got some run again. Trey Lyles. JaVale McGee got six minutes and 53 seconds. And then six seconds from Kessler Edwards. Also, Sasha did not play again. But a cool scene. Chicago. Dude, they came out for so him cool. big time. Hundreds and hundreds of Sasha fans in the building because there's a huge Bulgarian population in Chicago. He was taking pictures with fans before mm-hmm. the game. It was just really cool to see that. Anyway, back-to-back nights where the bench plays well. Malik Monk, dude, he just looks more like himself again. You know, it's like when he's attacking, Biden. getting in the paint, and these teams are adjusting. They're seeing how effective that Sabonis Monk pick and roll is. Yeah. They're reading his passes better. They're putting more attention on those guys. And he's making better decisions. There is one where he was driving, getting a paint touch, and Sabonis is right there. He likes to drop it off to Sabonis sometimes. Well, the defense is on him. They're paying attention to him and Sabonis. And Monk did a fantastic job. He saw Trey Lyles in the corner. Beautiful. Fired a pass to the corner. Lyles hit the three. That's great offense. But in addition to that, when they're starting to take that away, Malik is looking for his. He's got a nice little fadeaway jumper inside the key it's looking that pretty. he's been busting out a little mm-hmm. bit more often. I thought he looked great tonight, and Trey was awesome. What jumped out to you about those two? I mean, Trey Lyles knocking down his threes. He finished with five from beyond there, which is All fun. five in the first half. I was just about to say all five in the first half, and I, I saw something about that being a new career high in a first half for him. His before was four in one half of basketball. So um, having that 
tremendous. Love that he added that, especially even. I love the heat check one. He had the deep one. He came, he pulled up from deep. Yeah. You know, and he was just feeling good and feeling it. I thought his teammates did a good job of finding him, but also creating this extra threat to keep, to allow him to have a better look from three. And that's, I mean, how many times have we talked about this team, like chuck it up threes and we're like, this is a good three point shooting team. We've heard Mike Brown talk about it. Like, Hey, if they're open, I want them to shoot it. Totally get it. But sometimes it's not the best three. And I say that because it's, you could do a little bit more on the offense end to create something better. And I felt like that was created for Trey Lyles tonight. And then you talked about Malik Monk and the energy that he brings off the bench and just playing so much better He's playing so much better because he's not being as predictable. And he talked about that with us the other night after the game. We talked to him courtside, and he was like, you know, I know teams are figuring out my pocket pass, so I'm trying to stay a little bit more away from that, doing what I can do. And tonight he had tried one of those pocket passes, and right away was someone on the Bulls kickball, you know, still remained Kings basketball. But I thought it was interesting. I was like, yep, yep, that's the one. Don't do it. Keep trying to continue to keep growing your game. Speaking of that, here's what Malik Monk was talking about with us last night after the win. Courtside, we got Malik Monk standing by right now in Indiana. Yeah, and what a game for Malik Monk. Malik, new month, new you. (laughs) What, what, What was working so well for you tonight? You said it. New, new month, new me. Can't, can't, can't dwell in the past. Had a, had a, t- had a tough uh, two-week stretch. Um, but it's basketball. It's a lot of games left. Just watch a little film um, and get to my spots. I knew they'd been um, playing my pocket pass a little bit, so I had to switch it up um, and get to the mid-range, and that was working for me tonight. Uh, Malik, I gotta ask you about two of your teammates, Fox and Sabonis. I mean, the fans were a little upset about it. We're upset about it. Somehow, they don't make the all-star team. I felt like it was almost the ultimate disrespect to your team. What was your reaction to the fact that Fox and Sabonis did not make the all-star team? Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't um, surprised, man, because a lot of people be sleeping on sack. So, uh, <laughs> we just got to keep waking them up, man. If we keep waking them up, it won't, it won't be like this for long. I love that. I love that line from Malik Monk. We keep waking them up. won't be like this for long. But... To your original point, just adjusting a little bit, being effective in the mid-range, not being so predictable. It's been good to see him bounce back the last two games for the Kings because, again, when he's playing well, it doesn't have to be 20 a night, but I need Malik creating. When he had that 6.0 assist game against Miami, I'm like, oh, Kings aren't going to win a lot of games if that's what and Malik's doing off the bench. Didn't win that one. And tonight, yep. too, he also finished 6-7 of seven from the free throw line. Can we stop for a second and talk free throws? Do it. Let's the talk The Kings missed 10 free throws against the Pacers last night. <sighs> Disgusting. They are last in the NBA in free throw percentage. Arf. Coming into tonight, 72.8% from the free throw line. Last year, they were 79% at the line. Not fantastic, but not 72%. We talk so much about them closing games. Sometimes being able to close games is not just, hey, getting to stop defensively or, oh, you got to run your offense. It's making some free throws. They would have beat the Bucs if they knocked down free throws. They have to be better as a team knocking down free throws. Tonight, not perfect. 82.8% though. 24-29. We'll take it. We'll take it. Slash looked better. And hopefully you keep going up from here. Love seeing made free throws. Um, Just enjoy improvement, right? And because 
we talked about it before the game, how that could be, if that is the reason why you are losing games, that is one of the most deflating ways to yeah. be losing games. And not only within the game is it deflating and like the crowd gets out of it, you get out of it, it's in your head, all those different things. But like, if you start seeing that at the end of the game, that you could have had 10 more points, you could have had 12 more points, whatever it may be, and it would have helped you actually win, not going to be able to sleep at night. So I the, won't be. The Kings raised it to 73.1%. Someone yes. in the chat, who was it? Tay was wondering, yeah, but how many attempts are they getting per game? Well, probably not enough, uh, but they are attempting 22.2 free throws per game, which is 19th in the NBA. Um, in the last 10 games, I like a little look at a little 10 game sample size. Um, they are getting 22 and a half, so about the same. Yeah. And they're making 16. So they, they just have, you can't leave points on the board, and especially when we, we start talking about a couple of things, closing out games, right? These teams that make a run a little bit and then they're forced to foul you or you start getting to line, then you start clanking free throws. Talk about a momentum shift. Last night against Indiana, when they started to kind of get back into it a little mm -hmm. bit, the Kings were missing some free throws and then the crowds into it. Then they hit a three or something. You're like, whoo, it's getting a little nerve wracking yep. in here a bit. So you have to be better in that regard. And then like literally just come playoff time. Points are at a premium, make you know, at close. Throws. You got to make your free throws. So even if you're not going to be, um, you know, 90% the line, can you get back to closer in this last stretch of the season? get closer to that 80% mark? Yeah. They can. They, they're better than how they're shooting. De'Aaron Fox should not be down to like 71% at the free throw line like he is right now. He was up way higher. I think he was like 78. So that's just got to be better. Yeah. And hopefully you're just going to see these little improvements more and more. And that's why even going back to um, our YouTube poll leading Ooh. into this chat, I... I am curious where the pulse is, and then I'll go about it. Okay, so the poll question. Kings are five, on, five and one on this seven-game trip. You good? 66% of people say yes, love it. 30% said not bad, things to clean up. And 4% say not buying it. Yeah, I just, I, from what I have experienced, from what I have seen, even if you are seeing this team lose some leads you're seeing them close out games and whether they're closing out games the prettiest way or not the prettiest way it never feels fluky or lucky and i think there's a big difference there because it feels like they're still doing the right things to hold on to a lead to fig or you know hold on to finishing off the game with the lead to finish off with a win and i'm just hoping game by game there's more improvement there there's more improvement with the free throws. There's more improvement of understanding, okay, keep this pace going. And I, I, I'm i curious if it's, like, not sustainable, if that maybe is the case, or if it really is just a mental thing. Shout out to everyone hanging out with us on a Saturday night. Yes. Hit that thumbs up and subscribe. I mean, we're on hours after this game ended, and you guys are still here <laughs> hanging out with us. It means everything. So cool. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. It just helps us grow. We have more of the podcast coming up. We do need to get to the moment of the game. We need to give out our player of the game still. And we need to talk about perspective, about where the Kings are at at this juncture mm. of the NBA season. But we should mention tonight, 
presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. I love windows. Yes, I, I do. I love windows that keep the noise out too. <laughs> That's all I have. Do you really? have more? Yeah. And when I'm cold at night, I can depend on my Northwest exterior windows. They're the best around. I love my Northwest exterior windows. Get them right now. Oh, God. Pitchy, weird. Whatever. You get the bit. It's called improv, though. Thank you. Go it's called improv. Make sure that you guys get a free quote because, seriously, they have changed our lives, and I know that they can change so many others. There yep. have been listeners that have gotten quotes that have actually proceeded with getting new windows. Wintertime, summertime. You want to control the temp? You need new windows. You want to look a little sexier? Your house wants to look good? You want to increase the value on your home? Save money on your energy mm-hmm. bill? Get new windows. You want to do it at Northwest Exteriors because it's simple. They are simply the best. Trust Northwest. Better. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to the podcast. Mm, 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 mm. All right, Morgan Reagan, a couple of questions for you. Yeah. Who should the player of the game be? De'Aaron Fox. You think the rock and soul player of the game today is De'Aaron Fox? And I, I can already tell by your smile that, like, that's who it's going to be. Well, congratulations to Trey Lyles for having a good game, but his teammate De'Aaron Fox for having a better game. <laughs> De'Aaron bit. Fox! Hey! Baby Rain. Oh, my God. The cutest baby. 
one year old, one years old now. Is it one year old? It's or one year old. What's one year old? He's yeah. one year old. Yeah. He's one year old. And he's sitting courtside United Center hanging out watching his pops drop 41 points. Darren also had five steals, four rebounds, four assists. He did it on 13 of 24, shooting five of 11 from downtown, 10 of 12 at the free throw line, and did an interview with us after the game. Oh. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's that's worthy of him being a rock and soul player of the game. (laughs) Uh, Check out Rock and Soul Diner in Sacramento, just six blocks from Golden One Center. You want breakfast for dinner? (laughs) Who doesn't? Yeah. Go to Rock and Soul Diner. They got breakfast, lunch, dinner, and during Kings games. Go watch the Kings game there. I don't know. Maybe their final game of the road trip on Monday. Go there. Watch the Kings take on the Cavs. You're getting hooked up if you tell them. You listen to do some more podcast. 25% off apps, 25% off drinks all during the game. So just go there. Yes, exactly. So De'Aaron Fox, our rock and soul player of the game. And it's good to see him have a nice outing. Hell yeah, it is. So fun. Ugh, what a vibe. And what a vibe for him to do that in front of his son on his birthday. He had that bad game against Miami. It's so funny. Anytime he has a bad game, like, is he hurt? And then he comes back against... The Pacers has 25, six steals on 11 of 21. And then tonight, 41 points, five steals. Steals. Oh, and he, and he won uh, the Depog crown tonight, too. Second consecutive one. Mm. Yeah. He's playing some really good defense. And I haven't given much thought to, like, hey, all defensive team. I think it's tough to put someone on an all defensive team when their defense is just at best mid pack. But that, with or he, without it, he's been playing some really good defense this year. That and, I mean, if you can't even get the recognition of being an all-star, too, when you're doing what you're doing, that's where I go, well, right. uh, whatever. He probably won't get it, but he's my defensive player of the year. Bart in the All chat the says, I would buy Morgan concert tickets over Taylor overrated Swift. Oh, my God. What if I just sing all of her songs? It's you. Oh, no, 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 no. It's you. No, 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 no. It's cruel summer. That's her. I don't, I don't. Oh, is that your? It's her song. That was me trying to, like, sing it well. I don't the know. The people who get bent out of shape about. T- you know, there are Taylor Swift conspiracy theories right now about what? how this, that, that. <laughs> The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift. It's like a big conspiracy mm. theory that the NFL is doing that. Love a crazy, good, a good conspiracy theory yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I mean, she's she's definitely generated hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars for the NFL. So why not make sure that she's there? Anyway, I don't know how we got there. Oh, we we're talking to the commenter who was mentioning your singing. Yeah, De'Aaron's been playing much better basketball. I still think he is he is banged up. It's just he's fighting through it, and that's yeah. what he does. And you know, over the summer when we interviewed him on the podcast, he did talk about playing through things. And you know, there's a fine line. Yeah, you got to be careful because you don't want it to linger. You don't want it to, you know, get worse or anything. But I mean, you're watching him tonight. You're like, this guy's just a tough guy. He just plays through it. And some nights are not going to be his night, but. Last couple of games, he looked pretty damn good. Yeah, I love where Mike Brown has helped him take his game. And I say Mike Brown, but the entire coaching staff and whatever else is going on in his life that has helped him kind of just go in this direction with basketball and his game. What is the Shreve Jewelers moment of the game? <sighs> Kings win tonight, 123 to 115. They led by 30 in the third, but were able to close this out, even though the Bulls cut it to three. Fox at 41. Mm. 
season high 10 games above 500. Um, There's so many assists in this game that brought me so much joy. I feel like your moment probably is just the fact that you got to work with me the last four games. Not I mean, my moment, but honestly, what a joy. Well, obviously. So much fun. I'm, no. Not because he, it's just, it's so much. I had. Because Deuce is, is talented. talented. <laughs> you are very talented. Okay, no, kidding. you are. And it's, right. it was very fun. I'm it was kidding. really fun working with you. Moment of the game for me was seeing Morgan smile. Mr. Derp, we finally acknowledge one of your 8,000 comments um, toward Morgan tonight. Wait, you got it. You got it. Let me you do my do, best I, smile. I will say this. Hold on, Morgan. Before oh, you do your smile, okay. I want you to give him a good smile because okay. he wants one. Yeah. You're walking a fine line because Morgan I'm gonna give him wants you smile. to appreciate her basketball wisdom. Yeah. How she performs as a broadcaster. And when you're kind of like, hey, yeah. She's like, so, but you just be nice to okay. him. He wants a smile. Give him a, hey, hey, doll, give him a smile, huh? Ready? Yeah. That, yeah, that's really nice of you. <laughs> Do you just spit too? I was trying to look the grossest I could look for him uh, in my yeah. beautiful dame smile. Is that sexy enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moment of the game. Chat, do you have a moment from tonight's game that jumps out to you more than another? Morgan, you were mentioning all the assists. God, they had some beautiful off-ball movement in that first half, Kevin Herter had a couple of nice cuts to mm, the basket. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, I loved. Um, there's so many different types of assists throughout this entire oh, game. Yeah, and you talk about name them, name them, name them, name them. Uh, some of the ones from Domas Sabonis, he finished with ten assists, and I loved the way that he was just really finding that bounce pass to get to the back door to a lot of different back doors from Kevin Herter and other teammates. But then you had Davion Mitchell with that football pass to Malik oh, Monk down the court. that was a and beautiful he, one. He yes. also had a lob to Malik Monk. Remember yes. the dunk, the alley-oop? Yes. There were so many of these. Davion had four assists in 13 minutes. Damn. So many exciting assists tonight that I absolutely loved. And yeah, I just, um, I, I could say the assists as a whole tonight, but I just feel like that's a disservice maybe because was there like a better moment? Yeah, I'm trying to think of one Malik specific. had a great block. He came over. Like, I, and we talk about how good the defense was at, at times tonight, and Malik just came over. His timing was absolutely perfect where his feet were, but then on top of that, timed out how to block the ball perfectly. I forget who it was on. I just had an epiphany. About what? Last night, you know, we were on the road, and I didn't write down the moment of the game. <gasps> oh. And while you were saying that, I remembered what it was. What was it? It was Fox's steal on Siakam. Oh, yes. We haven't stopped talking about that. Steal. They beat the Pacers. But beat. that was one of six in that game. Yeah, yes. career high six. Uh-huh. That was last game. What a great put that in the moment jar. Woo! We would have forgotten that one. Um, tonight, God, what is the moment? Fox's clutch three to make it a seven point game. That's a great one. Yeah, he had a couple of just big. I mean, he had fourteen. Maybe that's it. De'Aaron, another outing at the United Center where he was dominant. Forty-one points for him. He had fourteen in the fourth. 
He had a little bit of like an I'm fucking nice type of game, right? Yes. And he had that last year. Love it. There we go. Couple of nice. Thank you. Moments. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So, seven game road trip. Deuce, you yeah. got from Luke, read an old random moment of the game, Deuce. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to beg me. Here's yeah. our moment jar. Do we officially now have shake it. 48 moments? Woo! You know, tonight was game 48 of the season. Kings are 29 and 19. You're not mixing it up any better by spinning it. We had to come up with a better jar. There you go. Is Caruso getting on a plane with the Kings, says Corey. <laughs> That'd be nice. I think he's going to be really expensive. What are you willing to give up for Caruso? That's the question. Makes $9 million a year. The Bulls are going to be like, yeah, give me picks. He's too essential. We, we love him. Okay. 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 Um, Milkshake Bob says, not a moment of the game, but glad Keegan hit that big three to help hold off the run. Keegan did not have the best night. I mean, he was in foul the trouble, missing nights. shots. He had a nice dunk early on, but that yeah. three was pretty big. All right, here's a moment of the game. Okay. This is a good one. Okay. Happy New Year, it says. Wow. 12-31 at Memphis. Kings won 123-92. to 92. We Wow, we had a couple of fun ones. Fox on Jaw post-up. Remember he had that turnaround post-up on Jaw Morant? Okay. Bucket. That was sweet. And that was a good one. That was it? You can't read your handwriting. Deuce. I was, I was to... Fox on jaw, post up, Fox on smart. I don't remember what the Fox on smart play was. You got to be better what, at this, what's dude. What's up here? That's... <laughs> it looks like Ryan plus verse plus minus. Everyone plus my oh everyone was a plus on the plus minus. That says everyone. Yeah, everyone. Okay, let's let's get another one. Maybe I have better handwriting down here. Okay. Just write out a sentence, a full this, sentence. This makes it fun. Does it? Here's another one. Okay, January tenth at Charlotte, they won one twenty three to ninety eight. First back to back sweep of the se- season. Sabonis jam on Nick Richards's head. Um, I do want to talk about the back-to-back thing because this is good. If I'm not mistaken, the Kings started Ooh. the year 0-4 on the second night of back-to-backs. Yep, something like that. After tonight, second night of back-to-back in Chicago, 3-4 and four on the second night of back-to-backs. <laughs> that's, a, that's good perspective. Another thing that they are improving in. Love it. I yeah. love that. That makes me happy. The flight's not bad from... Indiana, Chicago is about an hour and 20 minutes. From Chicago to Cleveland, their next opponent, an hour and 20 minutes. Oh. So th- that's the good news for the Sacramento Kings. We'll talk about the Cavs game in a second, but let's talk perspective for a second because as much as the season's been and it felt like a roller coaster where you're going, God, they've had some weird losses, right? The Portland game always comes to mind. The loss at home to Charlotte comes to mind. The losses to Milwaukee and Phoenix. But we're sitting here, the Kings are in the fifth spot in the NBA's Western Conference. There's a little more separation between them and the next closest team in the West, the Suns. They have a game-and-a-half lead on the Suns, Pelicans. They're three-and-a-half up on the Dallas Mavericks, who lost tonight. They've lost a couple in a row. The Lakers actually beat the Knicks tonight, but the Kings are still up on the Lakers by 
four and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so there's some good in there. But the Kings are 29 and 19. They are a season best 10 games above 500. Last year, they did not reach that mark until February 26 when they were 35 and 25. Wow. I feel like they're 10 games above 500 and they still haven't played their best basketball yet. I think they're capable of playing better. I think we're seeing the flashes of them playing better. The perspective I have is, dude, they're still t- they're 10 games above 500 and they haven't even reached the best part of their season it's yet. It's a great perspective. And I don't and I think you are pretty dead on with your perspective and your thought process. I feel good. I, I, feel I, I good. think that's no, and it, it is it's interesting because the first through the first 20 games of this season, we were like, okay, what is their identity going to be? How are we going to define this team? And we said it inconsistent. And we said the record isn't bad. They're still getting some wins, but it just wasn't feeling the same. Now you're starting to see a little bit of improvement. And on top of just improved basketball or improved individuals, you know, Kevin Herter playing better, Malik Monk figuring it out, whoever else, whatever, you're, it's translating into more W's. It's translating into finding a way to close out a game and pull out a win. Yeah, it's positive direction. So they've won six of seven. During that game, that stretch of them being six and one through seven games, last seven games, they are 10th in offense, 10th in defense. Okay. So top 10 in both. Love it. But yeah, yeah I, I think it, it definitely looks better. And it it helps that just more guys look like they're playing better. Yeah. You know, it's not every night where everyone's dropping 20 or something, but you're seeing more good. And I think that's huge. Harrison Barnes, even with just 11 points tonight, it's like him contributing even if it wasn't his best game in the world it doesn't matter that's the type of night that you're gonna need from different players along this roster on any night you know like you don't need everyone to just drop you don't need De'Aaron Fox to drop 40 and then Domas Sabonis have a 30 point game and a triple double within that and then that's how you're gonna win every single night we've talked about this so many times in a lot of these games seeing it be a complete team win is so important not only for the team morale but you just see a lot of better basketball consistently being played throughout a game when that is happening love what i'm seeing right now agreed finish strong monday let's go against the Cavs team that morgan has been red hot a Cavs team that after this win against the spurs tonight wow the Cavs have won 13 of 14 games, and they've done it in an interesting way where they've been shorthanded until recently. You know, Darius Garland had his mouth, his jaw wired shut. Evan Mobley was gone, and they started to take off. A lot of guys stepping up for them during that stretch. Now Mobley's back. Now Garland's back. They're the third seed in the Eastern Conference right now, sitting at 31 and 16. Everyone's talking about the Knicks right now. Mm-hmm. Knicks have been playing some really good basketball. They've won 15 of 18. People are sleeping a bit on this Cavs team that's done it shorthanded. And you look at some of their wins recently. The Cavs have done it. Coming off a win over the Spurs. They beat Memphis and Detroit. So bad teams. They also have a win over the Clippers. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Magic Hawks. Bucks again. 
the Bulls, the Nets, the Spurs, Wizards. So there's some ant teams in there, but they're still winning, and they were doing it while banged up. They're a very solid team. The Kings did beat them earlier this year. And one of the most exciting developments in that game mm-hmm. was the job that Keegan Murray did defending Donovan Mitchell. It was early in the season, one of the real first glimpses of we saw him go, oh, wow. He can guard a guard. He can guard. Mitchell scored while being defended by Keegan. He scored five points on two of ten shooting. Do it again. Five points. And Mitchell's been on a tear. And that's, uh, and as you you look at some of Mitchell's numbers, like even tonight, you see 31 points yeah. in this win. Over Last 10 games, he is averaging 30 points a game. Damn. Um, yeah, he's been good, along with eight assists, six rebounds. So you're hoping Keegan can really stunt his game, slow it down. Um, you're obviously not going to stop Donovan Mitchell. He's a very good player, and he's on a tear, and the team is playing really well together. But how can you make sure that you are... I can stop him. Keegan, you, you can stop Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, I think I can. Like, he's... He's cool, but I think I got him. He's cool. He's cool, but <laughs> I have I, I do have a Keegan thing I want to talk about tonight too. What? I saw Rasay tweet this, and I just oh. the image of it makes me kind of laugh. So cute. So, you know, it was. If you watched the game tonight, you would know. I think if you took a shot every time they showed Baby Rain on TV tonight. You would have been blacked out by the four-minute mark of the first quarter. Worth it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because Baby Rain is just Super adorable. Cute. So, Rissé said, guess who was the first person to tell Rainy happy birthday at midnight? And the person said, definitely you. I know yearly tradition starting when I see one. Rissé says, yeah, for sure me and D. But when they landed, Keegan followed De'Aaron to the room to say happy birthday to Rain at midnight. You guys. Uh, Uncle Keegs, happy birthday, Rain. That is... Happy birthday, Rain. Melts my heart. <laughs> Followed him just to say happy birthday to a little baby. To a little baby. Our kids. Never gonna remember. Our, key, our sweet kids. Sweet, sweet kids. <laughs> Uncle Keeks. Just absolutely. I love their little relationship. It's cool. Darren and, and Keegan, super tight. Really cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's a great relationship for both them to have. Not only to make each other better on the basketball floor, but you know when you're around people that you enjoy and that you like and that are that yeah, goddamn sweet. It's cute. It yeah. was cute. Really cool. Let's get to some questions too. Adam says, any chance Donovan Mitchell suspended a game for his hit and ejection tonight against Zach Collins? Great question. So late, under a minute to go in this game, mm-hmm. Zach Collins decides he's going to set a screen. Of course, Zach Collins, pretty tall guy. Pretty tall. Lifted the elbow a little bit to connect with Donovan Mitchell, who did not like that at all. He went to the ground, popped right up, and kind of did a shove to the face of Zach Collins. Kind of hit his neck Both face. Both players ejected. I don't... I I saw the screen grab bleacher report came out, and of course, they, they, they had it like this. So, like, if we screen grab it... Wait, ma- yeah, actually, yeah. here, you do it to me. You're uh, like... Hit, uh, hit, love sound this. like you're hitting me, okay? Wait, is it this? I thought it was here. Okay, no, that's perfect for a screen grab. Okay. So they caught that screen grab. Got it. But what you did to me was you just went like that. You just kind of pushed me. Well, Donovan Mitchell just kind of pushed him. Well, he didn't punch him. Yeah. The screen grab made it look like 
he punched him. Okay. Watching the replay, you're like, yeah, he kind of pushed him. I don't know. I don't think it's suspension worthy. Yeah. Uh, who knows with this league? I have no idea. But I expect Donovan Mitchell to play coming up on Monday. Uh, a couple of people were asking too. Hey, what's going on with Sasha and Alex Lynn? Sasha's still out. He's questionable tonight, dealing with the ankle. Yep. I don't know when he's coming back. Who knows? Alex, I mean, he's healthy. He did not play. You know, he did. Mike Brown did not play JaVel McGee last night against Indiana. Uh -huh. They had a smaller lineup out there, especially without Miles Turner. They don't have much size. Jalen Smith was out too. McGee did not play. Um, they just went small. Tonight, JaVel McGee did play. I. I don't know. I, I think when the Kings get back into town, I want to ask Mike just kind of his thinking with the backup center spot. Like, where, what makes him choose between Alex Len and JaVale McGee? And I, I get when McGee's got it going right. He's vocal out there. He can block some shots. He and Malik have a nice connection, that two-man game. Sure. But there's obviously mistakes. He got pulled tonight, did not go back in the game. I feel like Alex Len, when he's gone out there, has been... Pretty good. Yeah. So what? what is it that... Especially when he came back from injury. What's the deciding factor? Yeah. Well, and I think I don't... You know, I want you to ask because I feel like Mike Brown, for the most part, is very transparent. Yeah. But at the same time, like we've heard with some of these rotation, rotational uh, conversations, it will be like, well, he was on the list to play that night. Or, hey... I like to mix it up throughout the year with my bench guys where I will give them five games yeah. just, to, just to keep them engaged, see what they have. He said that's something he's learned from Steve Kerr. Yeah, so interesting. Would love to have more clarity on that. Um, but, you know, sometimes I just don't give a shit if they get the win. But when they don't get the win is when I have questions. Convince 16 says, can you ask Mike to save a challenge for the fourth quarter? Man, I, I think the challenge thing might be one of the worst things in the NBA. These coaches just aren't, especially when you give them the chance to maybe have two. I'm like, I don't know. Like, if I'm a coach, I am not using a challenge in the first quarter. Yeah. Unless it's like, more my I left my key guy in there who's got two fouls early. He picked up a third, and I, I think it's bullshit. I'm using it. But, like, some of these challenges, coaches, you, I'm like, what are you doing? Is this changing the game? Yeah. Is this shifting the momentum? It's the first quarter. You're down four. Okay. Like, just play. Save it for later. I want that later. I want to use that in a tight game, late stages of the third quarter or the fourth quarter, maybe a foul situation, out-of-bounds call, whatever. That's when momentum really matters. Don't be – what's the point using the first half? Uh, emotions yes for sure but it's also challenging too and it's more challenging on the road because you're not getting the benefit i'll tell you this if there is a play that is questionable and the opposing team is looking up at the big screen they're not getting it no, on the big screen okay no. at home there's a little bit of an advantage there because you'll have the the staff in the production room, like be play, playing like, it so the coaches take can a look, look up take and see a look. it. And then they have the coaches behind them looking at it. it it's a tough one. It's a tough one for yeah. sure. Reaction from the crowd. Uh, we, do, we do have some people wanting to chat real fast. Can we get to a couple people sure. before we call tonight? Let's do it. Um, we, of course, have a Discord that you guys can join to and talk throughout the week. Our Discord community is growing and growing. I'm going to drop a link in the chat so people can check Love it out that. too. Just be nice. But we also have a voice chat where Manny 
is there Manny. Hi, Manny. Who's a Bulls fan, but kind of roots for the Kings, too. Hi, Manny. What's up, Deuce and Mo? Hey, if I don't see a Deuce and Mo Bemis, a Bemis, Christmas Bemis album at the end of the year, I'm going to be disappointed. Christmas Bemis. <laughs> I, I think we're at the workshop the name a little Mary bit. Mary Bemis. A Mary Bemis. We'll, we'll figure this all yeah, out. Yeah. We'll get into the studio. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. But I need a Christmas hey, album. I, I like you. Like you threw a Christmas album out. Let us deal with the creative. You're oh, good. You're I good. love it, there Manny. You go. Uh, there you go. What What do you think about the game tonight? I mean, they were killing that first half. They had the Bulls on the heel. They kind of let them back into it in the second half. Uh, but they did what they were supposed to do at the end. They didn't. They bent, but they didn't break. And at the end of the day, yeah, I know people are going to complain about that little, the runs. And the only thing I'll say about the runs is I would love for them, the way that they stop the runs, be more defensively and less turnovers than necessarily uh, countering with the offense. Like, that's great, too. But I felt like they still were having turnovers during that period. They still were kind of being sloppy. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, is they didn't they bent, but they didn't break. and. To me, that's progress. That's that's a win. You got to take yes. the W. A W is a W is a W at the end of the day. So, so with you. So it's with a you. Back to back game. You know, it's it's all those things. So at the end of the day, you take the win and you move on to Cleveland. And for the Bulls, it's they should have sold last year. They should have sold at the beginning of this year when Ball was hurt again. Oof. They held on to Zach Levine. Hey, Manny. And now you see he's out to the end of the year, and they're not going to end up his. I mean, nobody wanted him for what they were trying to get from him anyway at this point. Right Now he's injured again. So, Well, man, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I hope that they... Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, no, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Hold on, hold on. Okay. What? You mentioned Caruso. Oh. Uh, what's, yeah. What's it going to take, man? What, what, Ooh. What, every, hey, as my dear friend, the million-dollar man would say, everybody's got a price. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great impression, Deuce. It, it was not very good, but I tried my best. <laughs> So, I love that kid, man. He's my he's been my favorite bull since he got on that team. Mm. I mean, I like a bunch of those guys, but he's always I like the I, I always thought he was worth more with the Lakers than they gave him credit for. Yep. Uh he's just he's he's one of those guys that if you at the end, if you didn't see the game and you just look at the stats, you'd be like, eh, whatever. But you gotta see what he does for that team while he's on the court. He does a little bit of everything and he would fit for not. There's no way he would fit like a glove on this team. On well, I know that. Team. I know that, man. You're dodging. I, I'm asking, what's <laughs> it gonna take? Is it is it gonna take multiple firsts for Alex Caruso? I don't. I think that's a bluff. I'm like, I think that's what they'd like. Yeah. I'm hope. This is what I'm hoping. Dude, is I'm hoping that the Zach injury is like. I hope hope he gets well. All that good stuff. But I hope that's kind of put them into like moving the timeline and panic up. Where like, look, this is a wash again. Let's just get what we can get. Let's get as many picks for him. Let's send DeRozan. Let's send all these guys. Let's just let's just break it up and get what we can for him. Get some draft picks. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna probably get more for DeRozan on a contending team. I think Vucevic uh, has a lot of value still. I hell, I'd love to see him being side by side with Domas. But oh no, 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 no. You don't no. think so? Vucevic can't guard me. I mean, that's that that is not a defensive wow. front court at all that I want to see. No, no, no. I, I 
I think him and I think him and Sabonis together is it's a it's not I'm not saying he can guard a lot of people, but I think if you put them where you can move you can put him at the center and move Sabonis to that power forward position. I think it can work yeah. as a Tano. If this was Shark Tank, I would say, hey, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I appreciate it. I hear Love you. it. But this but is not for me. For I'm sure. out. Yeah. Caruso, Caruso for, sure. for sure fits. Even DeRozan fits on this team. Yeah, I agree. I like DeRozan too. Manny, thanks for checking in as always, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Love y'all. Bye, right, Manny. Um, I did want to give one shout out because we haven't talked much Bulls tonight besides like, hey, they got back in the game. Oh, yeah. And DeRozan ended up with 24 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Did not shoot it well, but God. Got to the free throw line a lot. 14 of 15 at the line. But the real guy I want to talk about, Kobe White, man. Thank you. And it's a it's he's a player that I don't think is getting enough love this year. The guy averaged nine points a game last year. He's had an expanded role. And you know what? The guy is getting buckets. Yeah. I love the energy he plays with. He finished with 26 points in this game, 10 of 18, shooting four of seven from three. And I believe 19 of those points came in the second half of the game. He really sparked the Bulls on that run to get him back in the game. And I just like seeing the the growth from him. I, I think people don't realize he's still young. 23. Player. He's 23, turning 24. He's really my soon. age. It's crazy. You know, we're yeah, Gen yeah. Z's and Gen Zers. Oh my and God. Don't, if you can't even like get it right, then like don't try. <laughs> we're Gen Z's. We're Gen Z's. We're Gen Zers. You don't get it. Okay. Like I. Honestly, I'm all, I need to go play Roblox in a few. But um, anyway, yeah, we're just young and people doubt us. Anyway, Kobe White, fantastic job from him. I mean, he's someone, too, that you got to make sure that you are game planning for and you look at the way that he has just improved his shooting and everything else. I just think he's another guy that brings that energy alone to this entire roster. And I hate to... Uh sidetrack us for a second but Mm -hmm. i do feel like you millennials and even boomers like you guys are so dismissive of us as gen zers it's just kind of it's off-putting you know what you would do by now with me you'd be like (laughs) why are you continuing this bit oh my god it's not a bit because you're not executing you're old as fuck like stop okay uh you need to watch your mouth okay (laughs) Oh, oh, hey, hey, look who it is. Decided to just pop in here. Let's welcome (laughs) to the show. He's in the dark, but I guess what? The lights are bright. You're on with Deuce and Mo, Coach Nick. What's up, Deuce and Mo? How are you? Why are you in the dark, my man? (laughs) I don't know. Well, I do want to say, why not have the Kings win tonight? Why not fire the laser? Fire, Fire the laser, Nick. I wish the laser was on so we could see your... Why, why not be famous at Goldman Center? I'm always famous. You're always famous, dude. And, like, everyone's buying you pizza. You're never going to have to pay for dinner again. What's it like being famous so far? It feels like... Well, well everybody calls me Coach Nick because they always say, why not? Why not win? Why not like the beam? Why not fire laser? And when they say, hey, Nick, who made you? You say, Deuce made me. Deuce made me famous. Thank okay. you. Nick, Thank you. you don't have to. Don't. don't. Daddy Deuce no, made me famous. No, we're not calling him that. Don't call him that. <laughs> don't call him that, okay? Uh, Nick, seriously, though, uh, you told us the last time we talked to you. And by the way, why don't you have any light on? Um. Okay. Well, I do want to say 
I will be at the Kings game for February games. Okay, okay. I can't wait for that real fast, so I'm glad the light's on. I just want to ask you this. You Last time we talked to you, you said you were getting ready for basketball practice. How's basketball going for you? It, it's good. You know, basketball practice is going. We're just starting to warm up now. Oh, how's your game coming? Good. What have you worked on? Well, I do want to say, well, I... I pretty much, well, I do want to say is, uh, excuse me, Morgan. Is that what you wanted to say? Is that what you wanted to say? You wanted the burp in my face. <laughs> you son of, I'm here asking about your basketball and you say, I do want to say, and you burped and then you, excuse me. <laughs> hey, I do. I do want to say my tournament is in March. Okay, that's good to know. I'm glad your tournament's in March. Would you Would you come do Simone? Here's a. You have to. What What's the, you have to tell us a specific dates? March. We have eight thousand games that month. So, <laughs> if it's possible, March, we can try try to make it. March, it's on March seventeenth. On, on St. Patrick's Day. You expect me on St. Patrick's Day to come watch you play basketball. Can you come, Morgan? Uh, you know what, Nick? We're going to look at the schedule, okay? And we'll get back to you, okay? Yeah, it depends what time. We have a Stockton game that day. I just looked. Hey, I'm going to make sure to play play defense. Okay. I need you to score some buckets, too, though. And, hey, by the way, you, you burp in my face again. You, I swear, Nick... You burp in my face again. I'm coming for you. You know what I'm gonna. You know, next time I see you, you know what I'm gonna do. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna burp in your face. No, we don't do that. Remember, Nick, you don't do that to him. He doesn't do that to you. We call it a day, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Sleep, sleep beams. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. Did Carlin fart too? Like, what is yeah. happening? It smells like. It, can I be honest? It smells like a burp, and I'm I'm a little concerned that <laughs> it came somehow the technology allowed Nick's burp <gasps> to come through the computer. Oh my god, dude! That was funny. Unbelievable. Heard a little bit of yelling. Got some dark lights. You got a burp. I was like, "What is happening?" Man, man, that was fun. Oh, tonight's been fun. It's fun. It's really fun. It's been a crazy stretch of games. Um, Doesn't end. Let's get some final thoughts. (sighs) Final thoughts. Um, It feels like it is never ending, but like truly never ending every single day. Tomorrow, I'm so excited to have half day off. And um, it's going to be nasty outside. That's fine. I will curl up in a ball, not do anything, and just be still. And I'm so excited for that. But my whole point to that, I have so much fun, even on all these nights that are busy and it's work and all those things. And it just, I love it. I love hanging out with all of you on a Saturday night. I love winning basketball on a Saturday night. Just good things right now. It's fun. And I love feeling this way. I'm glad you can open up. Sometimes millennials like don't feel this, they that's can. A, this is an annoying and bit. <laughs> my generation, this is an annoying bit. My generation, we just are a little more expressive and in touch with our feelings. I'm gonna cuss again. 
Okay, boomer. Anyway, my final thought tonight. 10 games above 500. Mm-hmm. If I would have told you, if I would have told you before the trip, hey, the Kings, they could win six of seven on the road. You'd say, sign me the F up. I don't care how they do it. Just get it done. They have a chance at that. And even if they go five and two on the, that's a great road trip. Then they come back home for the Pistons. You take care of business, hopefully. I'm excited about it. And on a personal level, I just had a lot of fun the last, you know, I've gotten more and more TV hits this year, which is super exciting for me. I've been working to try to get to that point where I get some reps and this business is a grind sometimes and you just, sometimes you do everything right and it's still not work out. But now I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get some more touches. This is great. And the fact that I got four games in a row and I got to work with Morgan four games in a row, it just felt good and I'm super happy. I've got... Another one for Kings OKC on Super Bowl Sunday, and they have one more after that. And who knows, maybe I'll get some more down the road. But I'm like, dude, to have four games in a row where I could show people what I can do consistently, it was if it was really gratifying. And so all the people, I mean, I've never had more people like Deuce and I have done shows together, but I don't know if it was the stretch of shows, if people just enjoyed what they were watching. So many people reached out, text, DM, message, comments, all these different things. Just thank you for all the love and the nice words because even King's Reddit said some nice things. It's just it it takes it takes effort and time to actually say nice things about people yeah. and to to spread positivity and it but like it's really nice getting feedback um and some of the feedback and the love just so appreciated. Just Absolutely. thank you. And we've enjoyed this entire week together. Thanks for taking over my final thought. Just adding to it. It was mine. Adding to it. I don't just interrupt your final thought. No, you have. I would not do that. <laughs> Definitely your kind of thing to do. We like to listen. Mm. My Jen. Yep. You're anyway. <laughs> Uh, seriously, we appreciate you guys so much for hanging out. If you have not done it yet, I know you guys have been in the chat, but go into the comment section, drop some comments, give us your thoughts on this road trip, what you saw tonight, your favorite parts of this road trip, drop in the comments below, share the podcast. We appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. We love you guys, but we got to go. Happy Saturday night. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.